will have so I've come up with a new addition to my process of writing uh, best-selling novels that are going to change the world and control everything, influence all of thought into the diabolical direction of uh, oneness. The truth. <laughs> the truth is nothing but the truth in this world. As you may know, I'm going to start reading what I'm writing in my notebooks and, and recording it and then later listening to the recordings and then transcribe what I wrote because I've been um, you know I've, 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 I'm almost done writing in the third notebook of you know 64 pages so it's 32 double-sided and every page is almost 300 words, right? And in a novel, every page is almost 300 words too, so it matches. <laughs> I filled out three of those, so that's 60, 64 uh, times three, which is uh, like 180 almost. And so I wrote almost 180 pages downright, but narratively, I'd say... I have 120, 30 pages, you know, because sometimes I, let's say I write six pages of a scene and then I, you know, go do some other stuff. Maybe there's a day or two or three even in between. Who knows what the fuck happens, you know, writing is a process and it takes time. Um, and when I come back next time, I might start again a few, at a moment that happened, maybe a few pages pa past, so... I would have two versions of the same scenario happening and then I get to look at them later and see like, oh, this sentence right here is a nice one. Um, so sometimes there is that double writing, just so you guys know. Um, but I, I've transcribed a lot of what I wrote, most of it. I, I have, you know, like maybe three, four scenes that I didn't transcribe. But I, I know that transcribing has always felt like an effort, you know, like you're reading through and and copying something. Most of the time, you know, my head is looking at the paper and typing without even looking at the keyboard, you know, just like typing. And, you know, as cool as that is, sometimes, you know, my handwriting is a different type of handwriting. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people in this world will be able to read my handwriting. Uh, so that's like a unique gift, I feel, in a way, <laughs> in a sense. Um, sometimes I struggle, you know, and, and that really breaks the process of, of transcribing. And But like when I transcribe, I like to, I can see that it doesn't feel like um, something I can shut my mind off and then do. It feels like it has to be an active type of process too, because... Um, a lot of the times I would transcribe, let's say I'd write a paragraph and then without even looking at the paper, I end up writing another par paragraph or two of, of whatever happened and adding more detail or things that just came to me now or things that came to me before that I thought of that should have been added at this scene that I forgot about and then only remembered when I got to that exact place. So this is what I mean when I talk about, you know, letting go and allowing it to come back. 
and it happens a lot of the times and sometimes it doesn't sometimes you know happen rarely but you know those moments hit is when you feel like you should be remembering something that you're not remembering that you think would be awesome but you know even let go of that sometimes and continue so i'm going to be recording reading and recording and then listening to it and, and transcribing so then it passes another filter but it also smooths over the, the entire process i think and lets me dream about what I read and know what I read more, know what I wrote more. And then, you know, let's say the next morning I wake up and spend an hour transcribing it and new stuff would come out of me and, and be written or I'd see it in a different way. And also just saying it out loud and hearing it and then hearing it again is going to make me think about it differently. So that's about writing. Uh, there's a button on the phone says add flag <laughs> flag added okay I see what that means now Um, I moved into the new apartment and it's very nice it's a very nice apartment uh, you immediately feel how different uh, a different type of life is I really like that we have a table in the living room I can eat uh, on without you know being distracted by my laptop or or anything really. I can write there on the table if I want. The kitchen is a spacious one and it's a nice view. It snowed the other day, so that's cool. Like all the ground outside is is, is white, but like also dirty, messy type of white because people have walked on it. But from the kitchen window, you can see the train tracks of, of the main station in Berlin. I feel like I'm living very centrally and, and like, there's so much so much potential in that, like so close to me. So that's something I really love. Uh, and there's more life and more people here, for sure. Like uh, per square meter, I think like more people live here. And I'm I'm literally close, like super close to. <coughs> you know the hub, the main station of, of one of the most popular cities in Europe. Although it is a pandemic time and things are closed off. Sometimes you just miss people and the potential of them and, and how they bring out new things in you, you know. Uh, so, yeah, there's that new apartment. The move was intense. Uh, spent all that day uh, just packing things together from my old place, throwing things outside that I don't need. And... My friend Felix came and helped me out. I would have been gone without him. And then, like, Kifah, a family friend, came with with a van that I went. I went to this place, rented the van, rented the big van, like a bigger van than the one that Kifah called to book. I went there with my bike, and the guy that was there had, like, really nice white hair that was, you know pulled back behind his head, you know, not really, he's like this old gentleman who has nice hair, you know, he's, he's classy, but, uh, and wearing a suit, and he's sitting in a, in a, like, truck rental agency called Lex, so I rented the bigger one, told him, like, guys, I just need, uh, some time in my head, <laughs> 
to think you know, about what size of a truck I need. I'm so glad I ordered the bigger one. Uh, forgot. I mean, you don't know how many things you have, man. And then you notice how much shit you have, and it's it's intense. Uh, you have so much stuff. Some guy on eBay just sent me a message saying 50 euros. Because I'm trying to sell my TV for 120 euros. <laughs> and it has, you know, some problems with it. Like two spots on the screen that you don't see when the screen is colored. Um, but anyways, you know, let's see how that goes. So I went like 10 in the morning, rented the truck. Um, so that Kifah, when he goes, he can, he can take it. Went back home, was packing stuff, packing stuff, packing stuff, uh, from fucking 10 in the morning till like 2.30. And then I had an interview, but I had sent them an email to postpone. They didn't read it. I told her, let's talk again later had an interview at three and I sat there for 15 minutes waiting for them to answer, but they didn't. And I was like, what the fuck? And it turned out that like I booked this appointment during time difference and whatever. So the actual appointment is at 5.30, not not 3.30 or, or three. I think it was like, I thought it was 3.30, I think. I don't know, anyways. Um, I thought it was at three. And it was at 5.30, and at 5.30, Felix came over, and it was, like, the peak of, of you know, putting things together. So I emailed them at, like, 3.20, asking, like, hey, I think I, you know, got the wrong time. Can we rebook? They rebooked on Monday. But anyways, I had an interview on Friday. No, I had an interview on Wednesday, so the day before Thursday, the day before I traveled, so on the 27th. Two interviews in one day, and on Friday they called me to give me the job. So that was cool, and I start tomorrow. So that's also cool. Future Path. Seems like a good company, man. I'm looking forward. Uh, tech recruitment, but, you know, very niche and specific. So I think, like, there's so much potential and what's not to look forward to, you know? Um... So everything's like uh, somewhat aligned, you know, and I, I was writing right now in bed on a like board and a lamp next to me because my back was starting to act up. Uh, so I wrote a good amount today. I'm planning on writing more after recording this. It's just nice to take um, meaningful deviations from work sometimes, you know. I, th I care about, you know, doing this the recording so let's see um yeah felix came over fucking saved my life you know put things together we had i had this huge commode that i've that was so heavy that i've been thinking about how it would fit into this place and it fit perfectly and we tried to carry it and we felt like we were gonna die and we emptied the drawers and carried the drawers separately from the entire thing and you know, the desk and the chair, we brought everything down. Kifah came, parked the car. Close was wearing, he was wearing an entire hazmat suit in the front seat of the car so that he doesn't get, 
infected from me because I had the virus. And it was only like 11 days after I had it, after I contacted it, I think. So I think that entire thing was funny. Who knows if I caught the virus from my cousin? I've been saying that or thinking that, but probably... Who knows, man? You just never know. But probably him. Probably him. I feel like I was careful enough, you know? Uh, yeah, I felt really bad about the virus, man. And the people that I could have hurt, you know? Through it. I went to the supermarket once. Well, even though I knew I was positive. Uh, it was the first proper day of my quarantine and I went to the supermarket uh, really early too like nine I didn't want there to be a lot of people I don't know if I thought about that but I went and I don't even remember what I bought or if it was worth it and I genuinely don't remember what I bought Not so many things. And then, like, I I was at the receptionist. I'm wearing a good mask and I'm wearing a jacket and everything. But I could feel, like, my body emitting the virus through my cells, you know, <laughs> like sweat. And there was an old man behind me and, and I felt horrible. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? What the fuck am I? Why am I in the supermarkets right now? What the fuck? I should be back home. Ah! I got uh, water, I needed water for some reason, like bottled water, I felt like I needed hydration, uh, like good hydration and soup or something, I think I wanted to get soup, maybe tomatoes, I don't think so, um... And then I left and then I didn't leave home only like to to throw out the garbage like seven days after because I needed to throw the garbage out. So I felt fucking, fucking really bad about that, you know. And you're putting other people at risk and, and like it's easy to underestimate. Uh, it's easy to underestimate and it's easy to forget. You know, we... we like, it's easy for us to neglect health in general as a thing, take it, taking it for granted just because we feel okay or happy now or energetic now, you know? And that's what ice cream can do <laughs> to us. Uh, anyhow, so the apartment is nice. It's warm. It's insulated. The floor is wooden, like really nice, good hardwood. So I can feel the lack of vibration here in the house you know i can feel i can feel less noise moving through me and in me that's just unnecessary so back at the old apartment the wooden floor used to vibrate uh, the streets there was always cars passing by always the bus right in front of, right in front of my door which was a good thing you know so i can see it and go out but, um, or see it or not go out because it's going to be gone by the time I'm there. And I, I used to meditate there, you know, I used to sit down and meditate in that room 
and sometimes it would be really easy sometimes really hard and it's really those vibrations you know like but when I came here I really noticed and I, I used to know this then you know that I can feel the vibrations but I didn't really feel them and really listen to them like like to see really how they're not a part of me but they were affecting me you know big time and yeah I used to write in that apartment I used to eat I used to meditate I used to do sports sometimes but I can really see how I like my best meditations and my my best writings were happening always always at night you know always when there's almost no cars passing by there are almost no cars passing by no one's probably gonna message me uh like that silence of the night you know it's like i can really find and collect myself in it which is great but here's like pretty cool you know like the window from my room is to the inner part of of the building so no cars like i have direct access it's the sixth floor um there is a nice like uh courtyard um in the back of the building if i wanted to go on the swing i can go on the swing there's a swing and there's balls you know to kick if i want to kick a ball and i did that you know after moving in in the day i took a walk um yeah, first day I moved in, like everything was was a mess. Uh, everything in boxes and bags and small items that need to be put in their place. But now things are much more organized. There's still a few things I can organize or even reorganize, but so far it's good. Uh, like where I'm putting my food or like how how my clothes are folded in the closet. Uh, the small items I have in like a mini closet that I have. The amount of times I imagined how my stuff would fit here, only for me to be here trying to fit my stuff, like how much energy and anxiety went through that. But yeah, I wrote some good stuff in that apartment, but I used to only find that I could write in those moments of, of silence. And I see how much better it is not having so much unnecessary vibration around me. It's a real thing, man, for me. Like, I see it now so clearly now that, like, when I step on the floor, I feel like it's hard and I feel like it's strong. I just need to figure out. I, I feel like it's difficult for me to meditate inside of my room because, like, there's so much stuff and a lot of places. Um, even though I should be able to figure it out. My roommate's a Russian who I don't think he's home. I don't think anyone's home. Or like he, he was the only guy here and uh, like there's supposed to be like four people in total in the apartment. But one of them is a girl that moved out literally today but only came yesterday night and or yesterday morning. And there's uh, another person. I don't know why that room is empty, but someone's moving in tomorrow someone's moving in tomorrow and after tomorrow so i can expect more noise but like even the first night was like very noisy the russian guy his room is right next to my room i can hear him talk um muff muffled talking i can hear him watch series or listen to weird music 
and I'm sure Yaki can hear me too. Like when he opens the door and goes to the bathroom or anything like that, even goes to the kitchen, the kitchen is further away. Just like you can imagine an L shape, but the... Anyways, um, yeah, there's that, but I don't think anyone's here today and that's like letting me write a lot more knowing there's silence because um, like if I could hear a muffled Russian television series next to me I don't think I'd be able to write I'd be like in a distracted state trying to think of what I should do to be in a state where I'm not distracted and then being stuck in that loop potentially one last thing I wanted to mention was uh, I'm reading a lot I can see how it's affecting me and how it's like helping me grow. Uh, it's interesting that writers bring these things together, you know. Sometimes you just read a sentence or, or a paragraph or chapters on end and you're constantly thinking like, wow, that there's this synergy and flow, amazing. And I wish I could breathe it, breathe it in again and see it again and experience it again and keep experiencing it. Now let's see how I integrate it in me. All in all, uh, that's the update. I'm glad I gave it. Uh, right, I rode with Felix in the van among all of my things. So that was one of the cooler, uh, cooler things, to be honest. Yeah. Really nice conversation was happening in the van. Start thinking about, you know, books while I was there. Sometimes I wish I just record, you know, some amazing conversations I've had with people. But, you know, it's my job to recreate them and to be there when they happen, to breathe them all in properly. <laughs> That's the truth. The only truth there is.